So door opened and I don't know why I did that. I waved at those soldiers. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to What Should I Watch, a podcast to learn about interesting and inspiring Korean TV shows, aka Korean dramas. I'm your host, T, and every week I help a guest with what to watch next. This is Keith Herring of Korean drama, (laughs) good Korean drama. You are never going to be enlightened in the middle of the mountain like this. You have to live your life with somebody crazy like me. That's how you get enlightened. <laughs> Welcome to 50th episode of What Should I Watch? Ding ding 5-0. My name is T. I'm your host and I'm joined by my co-host. Grant is here. Hi, Grant. Hi. So if I had something, I'd give it to you for your 50th episode. I was thinking, like, what do companies give for their anniversary? Hmm. That I don't know. Probably nothing. Most companies probably don't care. <laughs> what companies have been around for, like, 50 years now? Nike? When did Nike start? Uh, Probably, yeah. Nike. Um, I mean, a lot of companies. I think have been around for a while. What's fifty years from now? Like nineteen now would be nineteen seventy three. Twenty seventy three would be fifty years forward. No, like fifty, 50 years, years back. Fifty years back would be yeah, same. Nineteen seventy three, right? Yeah. So some company. Yeah, there's definitely some companies that have been around since seventy three. Yeah. Did you watch that Nike movie? Yeah, it was uh, it was about a specific. Uh, it was about Michael Jordan when they signed him. Um, Nike definitely has been around, I would think, for longer than fifty years. Yeah, that movie looked kind of vintage. Yeah, so they were mostly known as a running shoe. They were very uh. popular among runners, so that was like the running shoe. Like it was the best quality. No one, you didn't buy running shoes. They were always yeah. Nike, but they were try. They had a basketball division. And Converse led the basketball division. Hmm. So the little circle is like the official shoe of NBA All-Stars. So Converse was like, all that's where you get Converse All-Star from. Right. So there was not a lot of market. And then, um, so they put all their interest in signing Michael Jordan. So that's what the movie's about. Hmm. And that's basically why they became so popular. I'm sure 50 years ago, a lot of people listened to radio more, right? Speaking of podcast. Definitely radio <laughs> and cassette tapes. Yeah. And records. So I'm sure a lot of radio stations have been around for 50 years. Yeah, I wonder if any of them are, I mean, a lot of them probably don't aren't around anymore, right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. But anyway, here we are. It's 50th episode of What Should I Watch? Just two more episodes until, technically one more episode until the special episode, special one year anniversary episode. Yay, 52. So in the past maybe a month month or so, I've been sort of like picky about what I'm going to talk about because I knew, you know, it's, you know, getting close to the special date. So So you you made it, (laughs) 
<laughs> so you had a decision. You're uh, you're consciously aware of what you're yeah leading up to. Right. So you know what fifty two is going to be. I guess. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. And you know, in the past, I you know try to mix it up with uh, stuff that's maybe popular at the time or. Maybe more time appropriate, like summer vacation or graduation season, stuff like that. Um, but today, I'm going to talk about something that's very special. Something that's very special? <laughs> <laughs> I guess everything's special. Everything is special. <laughs> We're only going to be talking about special. things that are special. <laughs> I'm special. Um, that's good. Is it new or old? It is not super new. Okay. It's not fresh off the press. Not fresh off the presses. Hot off the presses. But this is becoming a classic. Is it? Okay. And everyone should watch this. Okay. So it's... uh, You're not going to reveal yet. What? um, (laughs) How many episodes is it? There are 16 episodes. 16? This came out in 2018. Okay, five years ago. Ooh. So, you know, it's not that old. What year did Missing come out? Good question, because literally that's what I was going to talk about next. Um, Missing, I think it was 2005-ish, maybe four. Wow, that's really but old. I it's think it's about, that old. No, 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 sorry. Uh, I meant 2015. 2015. Not 2005. Okay, yeah, that feels better. Yeah, 2015 or 2016-ish. Yeah, that was kind of the first thing I probably will ever that ever got me into Korean shows. I think. Yeah. So think speaking of me one. saying, I was gonna say the producer who made this is actually the guy who made Me Sing. Oh wow. Yeah. So if you liked Me Sing, or even if you're not an office worker, you like the feel of Me Sing, you will like this. Okay. And is it on Netflix? Is it on yes, Amazon? Yes, it's okay. on Netflix. And maybe it's on Amazon also. Um, I don't know. I've noticed like things change a lot. Um, like yeah, I said last week, I, yeah, I'm on Amazon now. Yay, I'm an Amazon Prime member. <laughs> um, congratulations. Welcome to 21st century. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, like, I Googled like, what to watch on Amazon Prime, Korean shows, and there are some stuff that people talked about and then yeah. I looked up on Amazon and it's not there anymore. So uh-huh. I don't know, like I might say like it's on Vicky, but like if you listen to this episode a month later, it's not on Vicky, she's lying, you know. So but I know this show's been on Netflix for a while and I don't think Netflix has a plan, hopefully not, to take it off. So I can confidently say for now that it's on Netflix. Okay, good. Well, what is it about or what is it called? Have I seen it? You actually have seen it. Oh, okay. And since you're really busy, I don't think you need a recommendation. So <laughs> I decided to pick this. It's called My Mister. Oh, wow. My Mister. Okay. So the title is kind of misleading. Um, it could be like romance or it could be like... Yeah. I don't know, some kind of like my mister. I don't know, it sounds kind of soap opera-ish. I think the title is kind of, English title is bad. I think the Korean title you told me was like Ajumani? Ajashi. Ajashi. Yeah. Which is like like, my man or something like that. or It's usually older man. Older man, yeah. Like you don't call Ajashi to 20-something-year-old man. Okay. 
has to be not necessarily middle aged,、mm-hmm. but maybe like I don't know, mid thirty, early thirty. It's also like it has a lot to do with the looks. Okay. So there's certain like connotation that it's a certain kind、yeah. of man, a certain age man. Yeah. So that's why that title is more revealing, probably, or more、right. easier to understand. It has, yeah, it has certain meanings to Koreans when you hear that. Yeah, they probably didn't know what to call it. Mister doesn't necessarily mean it's somebody older, somebody a little bit maybe worn out of the world. You know,、right. it doesn't have all the connotation that comes with Korean word. So. Right. So yeah. Anyway, it's called my Mister, and、um, yeah, I don't know what to say. Well, let the me tell you. The episode is over. <laughs> let me tell you, I have lots to say about that. Definitely, my favorite.、Um, I've seen it. I think three times all the way through. And I kind of, I think、uh, the title grew on me after a while. I, I think I, I gained more meaning about my Mister, you know.、Mm-hmm. But also, I know she uses the Korean title in the show. Right, she says it to him like jokingly. Oh, and I think that's yeah. That's why I was like, oh, okay, I get, I kind of understand the title now. Okay, yeah. Because, because、uh, she's kind of playing with that idea that you just talked about. Right. Anyway, for those of you that haven't seen it or want to see it,、um, this is well worth the commitment.、Uh, it's an amazing feeling. It, it, it's very Korean. All the characters are so well written. Again, the word nostalgia is good here. There's a feeling of old style Korean, I guess, like the neighborhood where they live. It's, it's old style, but modern. But modern, yeah. You know, I would say instead of no- nostalgia, I would say this is people、um, who would like to keep it that way, or maybe also okay, like right interiorly or exteriorly, like with choice or without choice, they are、but、living that way. They kind of don't. Necessarily need to change with the times, right? But also, they're kind of left out, right? It's both. They're kind of yeah, they're kind of unique. So I think, yeah, and I didn't necessarily pick up on that the first time I watched it.、Mm-hmm. It was more like, oh, this is how it is in Korea. <laughs> But、um, after seeing more dramas and going back to it and rewatching it,、um, yeah, I, I don't know where to start. But well, let me tell you this. So I when I watched this, yeah, I recommended it to my mom, and my mom. She's more of like movie person,、yeah. but she likes art movie.、Mm, cool, like things that I'll definitely fall asleep in like ten minutes. <laughs> some like French art movie like kind of stuff. Art cinema. No, seriously, like、That's、she loves、cool. some kind of like French art kind of like I don't know some weird movies. So she's not a Korean drama person, right? And she's in Korea, so like I'll I have like seventeen hours difference, eighteen hours. I usually try not to text her or anything, like you know, if it's nighttime in Korea. Yeah, because the time difference. And like she texts me when it was supposed to be like three a.m. in Korea. Yeah. And she was up that late <laughs> finishing up the show. Wow. And first of all, I was like, "You should be in bed." Second of all, like, what? Like you never watch anything. Like she's also like the kind of person she knows everything. Like when, when she started watching something, she's like, "Oh, this is gonna happen. This is gonna happen." So、right. I don't need to watch it. End of the story, you know. Right. Like it's just stop. Like let me just watch <laughs> it, you know. So she doesn't really watch anything, and you know, but she was up until like three, four a.m. And I think she did say she watched like twice too. So she binged it. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, so maybe her and I have similar tastes. <laughs> but, you know, it's not because she, this drama is artsy, because she likes art cinema. No, it does have a feel, though. It's, it's not. It's got a mood. It's, it's not got a very. Style. Yeah, it's not like a typical Korean rom com or drama. You know, right. there's a it's a little deeper than that. Yes. It's funny, but it's not like, um, slapstick funny. It's like no. almost like a satire kind of funny. Yes. Um, and also like the stuff they talk about where it's like very inspirational and kind of like make you tear up a little bit makes it's you feel not, good yeah it's not soap opera type no. of tear up it's like very like it's human it's very uh it's from the yeah it's a deep it's a deep it touches on like true human meaning and um what it means to be to feel alive and you know have problems and how people help each other out in this show it's about family friends and those maybe who don't have family and friends. So I have to say, like, I have to elaborate a little bit on the the, the word mister. My problem with a lot of Korean dramas is that, especially rom-com, is that all these guys are, like, so well off. They're, like, either chebar, which is, like, a corporate heir, or, like, they're just successful at young age. They right. all drive a really nice car, all live in like a nice house and all the girls are like super fancy and you know, everybody's like so like nice, you know? I mean it's a TV show so I guess you it could the, be in normal shows? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of Korean shows. And there are shows that are not like that, but like that's typical setup and I know those shows are really popular internationally. But you know, that's probably why I don't watch a lot of shows like that because I like some some level of reality so right. I can like relate otherwise I'll just watch sci-fi or something you know so in this show my mister um there are quite a few of those misters Korean you know middle-aged man but they're not they're like all kind of struggling <laughs> they don't have successful career and they're kind of like a little left out from the world, but they're not miserable. Right. They're like okay with their life, you know? And I think part of the reason is because they have, a, they have friends and they have family and they have hope in their life. Right. Wherever they get that hope from. So this is a show that talks about a very normal human being. Right. Including the misters in the show and... The girl, the girl is very unfortunate. Like yes. she's lived a very she's had a hard life, very hard life. So there's the that that's sort of the dark side. Right. The darkness is she kind of shows the dark side of what life is like, right? Or what life can be like. So I'm just gonna go into this my summary, and we can we can talk more. Wonderful. You know, it was this is one of the shows. I think there were maybe few shows one or two that I didn't know where to start usually like when I like sit in front of the computer I'm trying to write the summary of the show and some shows are like natural some shows like okay there are like maybe one or two that I had a hard time writing this one beyond like having a hard time like I didn't know I didn't think I should write a summary because <laughs> the story doesn't really story is not the point of this show it's not about what happens right I mean, it is, but, like, it's not about, like, episode three, this happened, like, seven, this... Right. That's really not the, you know, point. So I was like, maybe I should just skip the summary, you know? 
but otherwise like i don't know how to explain this right you know so you know it's interesting that you say that because i think it's kind of like character study yeah so each character you just get into their lives you know right and you're right nothing like I mean, there's obviously plot and, you know, things happen that are important to the story. But significantly, you're kind of a, just a fly on the wall for all these characters. Right. And then the main story of the two ones and how they interact, obviously that drives the plot and things happen, you know. But for the most part, you're right. It's not like, it's just, it's you're just kind of watching life for a little while. And I also, like, I was just really cautious about what I say because I don't want to say wrong thing that deters people away from watching yeah. this. Yeah. So... But yeah, hopefully what I wrote works for you. And here we go. Park Dong-hoon is a middle-aged man and structure engineer at a large architecture company. He's been known as an honest and hardworking manager to his colleagues. But one day, an envelope containing a mysterious bribe money is delivered to him. Being puzzled and startled, he puts it in the desk drawer for the time being. But a young office assistant, Lee Ji-an, witnesses it. She's seriously poor and has been suffering from debt that has long been passed on to her. She knows this money came in as a bribe so no one can report it even if it goes missing. So she decides to steal it. Dong-hoon's neighborhood, Hugae, is one of the last few areas in Seoul that still retain their old look and lifestyle. Unlike many Seoul neighborhoods, people in Hugae live old school. Everyone knows each other and it's like a big family, growing up and still hanging out with friends and their brothers and sisters like back when they were kids. Dong-hoon grew up here and is still living not too far from his mother's house. He's supposedly the best guy in the neighborhood because of his successful career as a manager of a large corporation. On top of that, his wife is a lawyer. Dong-hoon's mother is also proud of him living a normal life unlike two other sons. Dong-hoon has an older brother, Sang-hoon, and a younger brother, Ki-hoon. Their lives are not going well. So Dong-hoon has always managed almost everything that happens within the family. The oldest brother was fired from a company he worked for 22 years. So he started his own business but became a credit delinquent after failing the business. Since then, he's been on a downward spiral. However, he's always hopeful and almost too naive. The youngest of the three brothers was once a famous filmmaker. His first independent film earned him praise that he was an artistic genius. It even went all the way to Ken. However, after failing to make his first feature film, he hasn't been able to make a comeback. He realized that he needs to abandon the lingering feelings in the filmmaking. So he decides to start a cleaning business with his older brother, but soon after the business earns the first client, he meets an unexpected ambush. There is a local bar where they go almost every night with their local friends. It's run by their elementary school friend, Jung-hee, who's been feeling lost for 20 years. It's because she's unable to let go of her ex-boyfriend who abandoned her overnight and became a Buddhist monk. Her life would have been lonelier had she not have these friends. 
The person who's as lonely as her is Jian, the office assistant girl mentioned earlier. She was left alone with her sick grandmother at the age of six. Words such as dreams, plans, and hopes are not in her book, and all she does is working around the clock to pay her parents' debt. By the law, she could have signed the waiver to inheritance to avoid her parents' huge amount of debt, but there was no adult around her to give advice at the time. But along the way, she's met a handful of people who tried to help, although eventually they ran away. They all left the impression that they had only used Jian's deprived circumstances to satisfy their desire to feel good about themselves. She has nothing but cynicism and distrust of the world and humanity. One day, she takes a good opportunity to get out of the private loan shark. Dong Hun's rival, one of the company bosses, finds out that Jian needs money and has lived a rough life. He noticed that she's quick and skillful, so he hires Jian to spy on Dongun. In order to dig up dirt on him, Jian installs a tapping program on Dongun's cell phone and listens to him 24 hours a day. She has no guilt. However, as she keeps eavesdropping, she finds that he's too nice and actually a pretty lonely man. This is really like very small part of the story. I had yeah. to cut out of a lot of good characters. Yeah, that's true. There are still um, a lot of good characters. I mean, that's the main kind of stories, though. You've got. Yeah, you think I did good? Yeah, I think yeah. you did good. Okay, good. Yay. Uh, the the girl played by IU. This is the first time I'd ever seen IU. <laughs> and you're a fan now. Well, yeah, and I think it's because of this show. It's because she did. She just made this character. Oh yeah. Like, it's such a wonderful performance. You know, she probably could relate a lot. She herself grew right. up really, like, difficult. Uh, yeah, and so I think they talked about that a little bit, like how she used some of her upbringing and, yeah. you know, she has to take care of her grandmother in the show, and it's just, like, the sadness, the loneliness. that, right. And it's just heartbreaking. But she could have played this character so different. Like, you don't – she's so, like, hard. I mean, you know, she's so tough. That, um, I, I don't know, it was such a, the performance really guided me. It's like, I, I almost am not necessarily a fan of IU, I'm just a fan of this character. <laughs> <laughs> and then that makes me a fan of her because she acted, you know what I mean? Yeah. So she, that's kind of the heart of the show. And then you have the family with the brothers. Right. Uh, and then you have the, the, the friend who opened the bar. Yeah. And then her story, which is kind oh of a different God. different yeah. kind of sad you know, and then the character who kind of is at the heart of that sadness and also mm-hmm. is the friend and how that intermingles. And then you have the office workers that have kind of their own kind of thing. Yeah. And then you have the wife. That's a whole other thing. Worker. I didn't even go into the, all right. the details of that. So that part of the story is tied to, you know. IU and Jian And the coffins. Like, it's tied yeah. to the office. So that's, that's really cool. And uh, just a lot of great performances, but. Really, it's it's the girl that that kind of leads this through, um, and you just you just want her to succeed, you know? Right. And it's really just like a slice of life. You're just watching this, and you're you know you're along for the ride. And um, I think like what you talked about it being so real, you know, and the part of that is the setting, this neighborhood. 
Right. Like, like it makes you want to go there and live there. Like you want to be one of those friends that goes to this bar and knows these people. And yeah. That's what's so cool. Like I like movies like that. that you know, what's funny is that I, in my summary, I said this is one of the few neighborhoods in Seoul that still like looks old. Yeah. And it's because it's, it, I know where they shot this and it's because that small like section of Seoul is not developed yet. There's oh, a right. lot of like old houses <laughs> and stuff, and partly because I think the um, train, like there's a, mm, a yeah, the train track there, yeah, yeah, train track. So it's probably hard to like demolish everything and put large apartment complex and all that. But um, my uncle, yeah, who doesn't live in, who lives in a really nice neighborhood, <laughs> lives the life like these characters. Yeah. I mean, when I watched this, I th- that was the first thing I told my mom. Like, there's a character that's exactly like your brother. Oh, really? And he's he's exactly like this. He has friends all over Seoul, all over Korea. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's cell phone contactless. It's probably the largest, like the <laughs> storage space, like take yeah, up the largest. Takes up, takes up yeah, on his phone. I mean, right. it's crazy. So, for me, like I could definitely relate to these characters. Some yeah. people are like. You know, people don't do that anymore. But no, they do. Like, I know my right. family member do. who does that. Like, and just, he has a couple of friends, like, literally almost every night, just like these characters, you know. Yeah, it's definitely, um, I, I, I mean, I can tell that they've captured something. Oh, yeah. 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 And, uh, you know, there's, it almost doesn't, it does, it's not exclusive to Korea. Right. You know, yeah. this is the kind of environment that a lot of movies. You know what? I, that's what I was thinking about when I was writing the summary. If this was, you know, like any American suburb, um, yeah, li- little suburban neighborhood. Let's say like people were born and raised, and they go to college local and stay local, marry their sweetheart, high school yeah. sweetheart. This is very much. Um, I feel like more Americans could relate to this. Yeah, I think the. Uh you know, there's a lot of good movies about that. Typically, the American thing, because the country's so big or whatever. Right. Like a show, I remember a movie called Diner. It was just basically this small town in, like on the East Coast. And it was you saw how these like kids grew up and they mm. knew each other and stuff. That's usually where they have to put the plot for Americans because it's... Right. At some point, everyone leaves, right? Right. Or then, like you talked about, there are a few that don't, but... Right. There's never like a full group of friends that stays completely. Like mm-hmm. there's always some that go off, and like I think in, in this situation, you know, it's it's easier because you know Korea is a little bit smaller, and right. then this group is a little bit older. So like I, I don't know, it's just it's just such a cool idea, and you just fall in love with everything about the show, right? And these characters are not necessarily well off; um, they're just very normal people right. living their lives, but also, it's, you know, the reason that they set this neighborhood, they shot this neighborhood, is probably related to their characters. So they're not poor. They're not facing the worst time of their life. Right. It's not super dramatic like that. That worst part has already come and gone. Maybe they're, yeah. you know, trying to get out or they're just, you know, in the process of, you know, reaching um, back to their normal life. And that's kind of how the neighborhood is, you know. Yeah. Neighborhood is not necessarily super poor neighborhood. But it's not one of the flashy areas. Yeah, um, right. It's kind of like the characters too, their life. And I think that's why I could relate to these characters. It's like, you know, we live our normal lives. And, you know, I'm sure some people are super happy with their lives. But most of us, like, wish some things were better. And, yeah. 
you know, we think about the worst time, you know, in our lives. And, you know, it's almost like we're always kind of like, okay, maybe tomorrow will be better. Maybe something will happen. And, you know, tomorrow's another day, sunrise again tomorrow. Um, that's basically what these characters are. You know, like, for example, Jian, she's the toughest character. Like, yeah. you know, she's the worst in a sense, like, she's living the toughest life. Yeah, she's the worst off. Um, but, you know, she's just living. She's like, okay, another day. She's kind of... Another she's, struggle. Yeah, she's desperate. She's smart. Right. And so, you know, she's had to live this life. Right. So she's had to basically survive. So what we're seeing is not the worst ditch of her life. Exactly. You know, maybe that came and gone. And, you know, we're watching this resuscitation of life yeah, in every character you know right. i think that's why this drama comes off as you know it's dark but there it's almost like there's a light mm. and makes us feel good about it mm. it's because it's not dramatic like we're not watching the worst time of their lives it's you know resuscitation or like resurrection of you know this yeah it's kind of that moment where they have to choose what to do next and I think the what helped them is not money, it's not fortune, it's it's just, you know, very normal human being, yeah. just people around you. Yeah, you know? so, I mean, they have, like, a network around them. But, and it's not but, like those people you know have a lot of money, so they helped you. Like, it's not even like that, yeah. you know? It's just really very basic human thing right. that made them come back, like, made them kind of breathe again in, like, a metaphorical way. That's an, that's an important thing to talk about is that relationships you know yeah. support yeah your family your friends sometimes yeah. are more important than what you do or how much money you have right so you know we're talking a lot about like these kind of like conceptual things without the details of the drama um i apologize if this is this sounds too vague for those of you who haven't watched <laughs> it but let me tell you how popular this show was so in 2019, I'm also a member of this sub. Um, I'm pretty sure that's the sub they're talking about. In 2019, on Reddit, this was fourth popular Korean drama ever. Wow. Internationally. Wow. Yeah. And when you speaking of Reddit, it's you know a lot, there are a lot of people like not just from America but you know, oh, yeah. like all over the country. It's a very popular website. Well, all over the world. Yeah. Yeah. And so cross the culture and language barrier, whatever that you know make it maybe difficult to watch international shows mm-hmm. and movies. People relate to this show, so it was number four. Yeah, I mean they definitely captured something, and yeah, you know you, how you talked about your mom liking like kind of art artsy or <laughs> yeah. like kind of maybe french like yeah that's definitely the sentiment like there's something it's like a i don't know it's just a snapshot and it's the way it's shot and the way it's like filmed and how the story evolves you know speaking of art sorry to interrupt it just just came to me because i don't want people to think this is like artsy drama it's almost like a um keith herring it's art but very like approachable. Huh. That's a good that's a good idea to think about it that way. I mean everybody likes Keith Herring, right? Or like whether you like it or not, it's very popular, very right. friendly. Well it's of. it's playful, like you said, it's approachable. Yeah. But a lot of times the message can be very deep. Right. 
And so you have to keep looking and be like, oh, there's exactly. more going on here than I realized. And I feel like, yeah, yeah. this is Keith Haring of Korean drama. Good <laughs> Korean drama. Uh, the, the brothers are really funny, too. Their story is really funny. Well, also, the writer, one of my favorite writers, Paulo Coelho, he's a Brazilian writer. He wrote the famous, very famous The Alchemist book. Yeah. yeah. He tweeted a lot about this show. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah. And speaking of French art, there's a French writer and actor, Sebastian Roche. He also tweeted and he kept like promoting the show, like mm. everybody should watch this. Right. So I'm glad that the subtitle is available in French. Wow, that's that's great. Yeah. That's a lot of rec- recognition. Yeah, and people say like, I mean, these are very famous people internationally and they say, yeah, watch it twice and it's a really good show and promoting the show. Yeah, that tells you how great, like, I mean, I think the show is like perfect. Yeah, I think it's probably one of the closest to a perfect, perfect show yeah. that I've probably ever seen. In terms of... Uh, Regardless you know, of the language or whatever, just in general, it's, it's yeah, it's... Yeah, it production, everything. A- um, actors, acting, and script. Well, and there's... These are big actors. Oh, yeah. Like, so the lead guy, you know, he was in Parasite. Yeah. Um, you've got the lead female who's, like, you know, probably one of the most famous, if not the most famous, you know pop singer in Korea and also she's an actress she's been acting for a long time as well um so like all of her fans even though this isn't about her mm-hmm. they're gonna dig in and watch this and then every other character is like a super well-known Korean actor or actress right. and again yeah the performances are amazing well what's interesting is these actors who especially the brother actors yeah. and um you know the guy who plays Buddhist monk and all of those yeah, actors yeah he's so good they're um they had been known as really good, great actors, but they're not necessarily popular to the like on TV. Okay, right. Um, but this show definitely put them on the spot. Yeah. So since this, um, especially the first brother, right? He's been doing some like there was one show um, that he was the main character. Um, yeah. Yeah, like these guys are doing a lot of stuff, and then the what's funny is the Buddhist monk guy. Yeah. He did the next one. I'm pretty sure it was the next one. Um, I think it's actually a remake of a British TV show and World of Married or something like that. Hmm. Um, I mentioned it in a different episode, actually. And he played this just evil husband. <laughs> just, I mean, like, worst character ever. Like, polar opposite to this Buddhist monk. Yeah, these are really great actors. Definitely pulled 100% off the script. So if this isn't enough to make you think you might want to watch it, um, I don't know what else to say as far as performances, like you said, by great people. Uh, the plot itself is interesting and fun. You know, like you said, all the surrounding characters, they're kind of over what they, what they ha- have to do, and they're kind of trying to settle into this life, you know? Right. So the... You know, like you said, the younger brother that had a film career, he's trying to settle into not being a director anymore and kind of accept yeah. that and try to figure that out. The older brother, he's kind of, you know, he's over his career, but he's also like optimistic. And, you know, you said it earlier about hope, hopeful. Mm-hmm. And 
that's such a great idea to have it carry the story or carry like no matter what happens to these characters or whatever like they they are hopeful and as a human that's kind of what you have to go on because things happen right and if you don't have hope then you are you know you're missing out on that human experience like if you can't get over it get past it or move on and like keep going and realize that there's going to be more different options down the road and you never know where life is going to take you then you're not kind of accepting the human experience you know and uh, i just think about shawshank redemption Mm. wow i watched so long ago and i mean that's the main thing if you watch it's an amazing movie right Mm -hmm. and one of the best ever often quoted and but the underlying theme is hope right and they they reference it several times in the movie, but that's what you take away from it is you've got two people in prison. What do they have to be hopeful for? Mm. And and that's the worst thing that you could have because you're going to be in jail for the rest of your life. Like, why would you have hope? Right. And But that's also why you have to have hope, mm. right? So that you can realize there could possibly be, and then he ends up escaping and the other guy gets mm. out and, yeah. you know, that's it. So in this show too, it's similar because you know, the, the major conflict, which is like, you're in it, like you're in that conflict. Like you're, you feel for that situation, you know, um, you want it to resolve and you're really not sure, or you, you don't think there's any hope. It almost Mm -hmm. like, you almost feel like it, there's no way they're getting out of this. And then they somehow do, you know? Right. And that's, what's kind of similar. It's, it's such a great way to, you know, and we touch on all the points about it being like relatable, you know, and real, and I think that's kind of the thing that, that makes it that way is because it has that human hope sense or, or whatever, the sense of hope. Right. Well, I would just say that, you know, go ahead and watch. You know, that that's usually what I say. Like, just go ahead and watch the first episode, you know? <laughs> yep. But for this one, I don't know about you, but like when I watched the first episode, I didn't want to watch this. Mm, I could see that. Yeah. Because the first episode doesn't necessarily have that message or anything it's just really dark you don't know where it's gonna go yeah and you're like and it's oh a this is gonna violence be yep. and it sets like sets it's just interesting so time. little kind of you know so like when i watched the first episode even like i think i watched up to two episodes and then i was like i don't you know i'm not gonna watch this plus like the title was kind of misleading like i right. said i was like you know this might be like some weird thing about like you know private relationship and you know violence i don't know where this is going but I saw this like Korean community, online community post about the show, and I was mm-hmm. like, maybe I should just keep going. You know, keep going. Yeah, things will get different. And like, yeah, I'm so glad I did. And I think I watched. Yeah, I did watch twice too. And the thing about the show is that there are a lot of famous quotes, like yeah. famous lines from this that show they, that they pulled, and now is part of the culture and and the vernacular and everything. Yeah. Is there anything that you remember specifically? Um, I mean. Or like scenes that you like or remember? Yeah, I mean, oh yeah, there's lots of scenes. Um, but I don't know um, like what the Korean quote would be, you know? Like mm. the subtitle is going to be a little different. So uh, it's just like more the feel right. of every scene. But there's a lot of great moments. I think her relationship with her grandmother, obviously, and when that finally kind of gets resolved, mm-hmm. like that's really powerful. Because you've seen that struggle. Getting back to, like, the first episode. Even though the first episode was, like, I wasn't sure. I was, like, oh, I want to keep, I want to figure this out, you know. 
so I, the, by the second or third, I was like, oh, wow, I'm, I love this. Like, this is mm. amazing, you know? So I think, yeah, by two or three, you're, you're in for sure. And then you want to see it out. I think the ending is really cool. Like ending is definitely the message of hope. It's everything yeah. about hope and life is, you know, worth living. Yeah. If you can just get through this, like <laughs> things might happen and, and they all kind of seem to be stuck in right. a way, right? Like you said, they're kind of past the, the, maybe the thing that happened, but they're still stuck. Right. And, and so you're kind of watching them make those choices to either get unstuck or keep living the same way. Mm -hmm. And they all kind of in their own way get unstuck. You know what I mean? And the ending, like, I think a lot of Korean drama endings are not necessarily the payoff. It's always, yeah. It might happen. It's always like kind of like open to interpretation. Yeah. It's open or it's not climactic. Like maybe two episodes before you had the climax and it resolved. And then this, then you're just kind of wrapping up, you know, but this, this isn't like the last episode is like, Oh wow. Cool. Like, wow, this is really like some things get resolved, but not everything. But then in the last episode, it's, it's such a great ending. It's very rewarding and fulfilling. And then I you like the watch ending of um, the youngest son. Yeah. I don't want to spoil anything, <laughs> but the youngest son, I like how the, his story ended or yeah. keep going depending on how you look at it. Yeah. That's great. You know, I have to say I have a lot of lines and scenes that I like from this show. Yeah. But the one I, like, when I hear the title, My Mister, mm-hmm. almost auto, you know, it's like that, what do you call it? The, when you hit your knee, what's it called? <laughs> hits your funny bone? Or? No, like when somebody, like, doctor hits your bone and you're... Oh, reflex. Like, reflex, oh my God. <laughs> it's like my reflex um, to this show. Okay. So when you hear My Mister, you immediately scene, think of a scene. Yeah. What scene Makes is me it? think. So... The Chang-hee character, she owns the bar. Yeah. And she's in her early 40s or something. She's yeah. still beautiful. But she hasn't dated anyone. Right. She's still single. And she just... She, it's, I mean, it's a bar, but bar is a fancy world for what she has. It's just a little, you know, little kind of hole-in-the-wall kind of little place that she... Yeah. It's kind of like a... Soju. It's kind of like a neighborhood dive bar. Right. But it's not, like, trashy. Yeah, it's just it's, nice. it's just a place that friends can get together exactly. at night. Yeah, exactly. it's not even like a formal bar. That's a nice right. word for it. But anyway, so she just runs it. She makes it on money, and because she was born and raised in the neighborhood, um, you know, friends help her sometimes, and she shares food, and you know, she has enough things to material things that she can live with, but she can't get over her ex boyfriend. Right, and. It looks like they went to school together and they started dating. They were pretty serious. And literally overnight, he said bye. And right. he went into the mountain to become Buddhist monk. Yeah. And that was 20 years ago. She's still, I mean, realistically, Can't you would think that's so, that, that only happens in the drama. But like, I could totally relate to yeah. her feelings. If there was a fight, if there was some kind of issues, you know, like, that's sort of a closure, right? Right. Or like, even if there's no closure, like you can try to forget about that. Like, okay, just something happened. But, you know, whatever happened to this guy's mind, I mean, I would imagine that's usually what happens to people who decides to go become a monk. Right. right? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe some people experience something tragic and try to become a monk or I don't know. But, you know, 
I think that explains why she can't get over this guy. Yeah. And one day she decides to go find him in the temple. Right. And she wants to burn down the temple. She's so right. angry. <laughs> That's right. And she literally grabs she a, lighter. a lighter. That's right. She brings a lighter. And she's like, you know, I'm just going to do it. I always said, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. This time I'm really going to do it. Right. So she goes there and he's giving um, sermons mm. in the um, temple. And she's sitting in the back row. Mm-hmm. And he said something like, you know, let me tell you my experience. Um, he's basically telling about your mind control. Everything is within your mind, your mind power. And that, that actually goes with the kind of drama theme. Mm. And he says, we always try to find happiness outward. Right. Uh, in material things outside. But everything's inside of us. Right. When we are happy, when our mind is content, right. everything is happy. Everything looks good. And he said, once I was in, you know, once I was really feeling the lowest and I was just meditating and all of a sudden, one day I just had it. All of a sudden, everything looked good. Right. And I go outside. There was a goat. The goat looked really cute. <laughs> even little, <laughs> even uh, weeds on the ground looked good. Like everything looked so good and nice when my my mind was content. Right. So that was that was his sermon. <laughs> and after the sermon, he sees her. Yeah. They go out to the front yard and she's like yelling at him like you are never going to be enlightened in the middle of the mountain like this. You have to live your life with somebody crazy like me. That's how you get enlightened. <laughs> <laughs> and she says, you know, you said Goat is baby goat is cute. Weed is good. Everything looks so good. Why can't I look good to you? Right. So she's like yelling and going crazy. But like, I don't know why. Like that, that's my reflex to mm. this drama. Interesting. That scene almost like always comes up in my mind. I think that's a important takeaway. I mean, uh, they, they're all kind of, even though they're in with each other, Mm-hmm. as a group and that's kind of their survival is yeah. the fact that they have each other it is a singular journey for each person yeah you know yeah and they all resolve their issues singularly right you know yeah I and mean, there's no couple that ends up together at the end of this right there's no you know? like love story here no yeah i mean yeah there's just it's just each one is working through their own right. stuff yeah and they do it together and separately, you know, just like we would. So I think that's really interesting that you, you touch on that scene. Because he's basically telling you, like, this is how I got over my, my stuff. Right. This is how I was able to continue on. Right. You know? He's the only character that doesn't have to work anything out. Mm-hmm. He's already figured it out. Right. So he's the only one, really, out of all of them. But he left this baggage... He did. Yeah. But he's okay with it, just like he's saying. Like, it's I've, I've resolved it. In my right. mind, like, I'm fine, you know. I know it sucks for you. <laughs> but, like, I can't do anything about that. You have to figure that out on your own, you know. But it, I think it's the same for Jian character. You know, there's a scene that she says, I hate winter. Yeah. And Tongun is like, well, it's going to be spring soon. And she's like, I hate spring too. I hate right. summer. I hate it, all the seasons. <laughs> right. You know, she's such a, like, I mean, I'm pretty much a hater too, but yeah. <laughs> she's a hater. Um, and no wonder, you know, she's lived a very tough life. Of course. So, you know, she hates everything. And, you know, 
at the end of by the end of the show, she's changed a lot. She and has. That's with the help of this, not like money help, but it's because of people like people or people changed her, and it's right. kind of going with the the monks saying like when your mind changes, everything kind of changes around you. Yeah. Like even if it stays the same, like your perspective changes. Right. So it is as if the things change around you. Well, the other thing with her too is that she never let anybody in. Right. Right. And so part of her resolution is letting other people actually help. Right. And then once that happens, then she's able to like kind of get away from all of this. Yeah. You know, once she's got to stop taking it on herself. You know, she's got that other kid that helps her, but. You know, well, that's, like, that's a different kind yeah, of relationship, you know. Yeah. But then, like, the guy helps her, obviously, with a lot of stuff and gets her to realize that her grandmother can go into care. And But then, in the end, you know, she ends up... They don't show her by herself. Right. They show her... Right. I now am able to accept I am something part more. Of the, yeah. Like society. I'm, I'm in society again. Right, exactly. you know, I, I can have friends. I am open to these relationships. Right. And it's because of my experience. With this guy. Exactly. With Donghun. Yeah. Not, Mister. Not that he made her do it. It's that yeah. she was... It's internal change. Yeah, she, exactly. She had to change that, yeah. like you said. You know, speaking of the scene, she hates everything. Uh, I hate spring. I hate winter. <laughs> He's like, why do you hate everything? Like, why do you like... And she says, I'm... 30,000 years old. Yeah. Because my life was so tough. I would feel like I was, I right. lived so long and yeah. I was born again and again and again. I'm so sick of this life. That's right. And he used that to Chang Hee, the bar owner, later. You mm-hmm. know, there's this kid at my work. That's right. Yeah, yeah. She says she's 30,000 years, 30, years old. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what kind of kid says <laughs> stuff like that, you know? Right. And Chang Hee, who's, you know, still trying to figure her life out, says, this is really smart writing of the writer. She says, you know how you're not going to be born again next life? Because these are the characters that are like, you know, life is not necessarily super well off at the time, you know? Yeah. So she's like, you know, we all kind of wish we don't want to be born next time or something. She's like, yeah, yeah, and then she's like, do you know how you're not going to be born next life? And she says, you just have to give... And give and love and love, then you're gonna go home and not be born again. And that's actually the lyrics of a song that keeps playing over and over in the show. In the show? Oh, cool. Yeah, I would have never picked up on that because of the language. I, I actually didn't pick, pick up on that when I first watched it because she says it like it's, a, it's such a good acting, like you don't notice it first. Yeah. But then I was like, oh, wait, that's the lyrics. That's and that's cool. actually also kind of the theme of the show. Yeah. Because the song lyrics is basically... Um, this is Sandia, right? No, it's actually oh, it's another other song. Um, gotcha. This song talks about giving and giving without hatred, hmm. without grudge. Keep giving and loving. Hmm. And then you can go home. Home meaning like you are going to be enlightened or you're you're going to be you're not going to suffer anymore or something like that mm. and it's actually a song that's remade from a Latvian folk music you'll recognize this when you hear it again oh yeah I remember the song the is like very popular in Korea yeah it's sung by this old singer mm. and I think people know this as a Russian song mm. gotcha but I looked it up it says it's actually Latvian mm. okay Latvian 
Yeah, I mean, the uh, we didn't talk about it, but the music is amazing. And all the songs, like I, I liked that Sandia song so much. Right. Yeah. The, the tone. You try to like copy it on with your guitar. Yeah. I mean, I played. Yeah, I learned yeah. how to play it. I can play it. I just can't sing all the Korean words. Right. But um, I think the mood of that song. Oh yeah. Is paired so well. Right. Like it's just perfect. Like I can't even. I think that's part of it too. Is that when you find the right soundtrack for the yeah. right film yeah and how those two things pair together mm-hmm. it is very filmic i think that's yeah. another thing we didn't really talk about it is like a movie the way it's shot right it's not like a tv show at all mm, you're yeah. watching like movies these right. are movies which is really cool that was another thing i really liked about it It was so cinematic and then right. how the music ties into the scenes and how it's the perfect tone yeah you know it's it's not easy to get those things right you know yeah but yeah, I remember that song too. It it all fit really well together. Yeah, I didn't think about that song. I just related that song as, you know, it's kind of old timey feel yeah. song. Yep. So I just thought of it as a, you know something that fits the you know neighborhood, fits right. the rundown bar kind of place, you know. But the lyrics actually goes with the yeah the character and then kind of theme of the That's drama cool. because it's about you know you're just living your life right. And just keeps giving, and be good to people. <laughs> yep, and then it's you about don't have relationship. <laughs> but yeah, um, you know the writer of the the one of the reasons that I picked this one is because of the writer. Um, I've talked a lot about Kim Eun Suk, who's mm. a really big name writer. She wrote Descendants of the Sun, um, Goblin. Mm. Um, I mean, all the big ones. Recently, she has The Glory on Netflix. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. That one, I didn't watch it. But I haven't seen that Everybody either. watched it except me. <laughs> so, <laughs> she's, I mean, she's definitely, you know, the biggest writer in the Korean among a few others. Um, there's another writer that is actually my personal favorite, and I haven't covered her dramas yet, Ooh. ironically, because her dramas kind of, I don't know, I don't know how to put it. It's it's a little difficult to cover. You don't know how to talk about it? So I haven't done it. So those two, I would say, like, the biggest one. And the writer of My Mister, her name is, um, her name is Park Hae-young. She's been around for a long time, actually. Mm. She started in, like, 1998. Mm. She, I guess she was the, like, a secondary writer of this really famous sitcom. Mm. I mean, that sitcom was... Su- I remember that sitcom. It was huge. And I guess because of that experience, she kept doing like sitcom or something like funny, comedic, right. and you know things like that. And it looks like she took a little break for a while, and then she came back with this TV show, this Korean drama called Another O, hmm. Another Miss O, hmm. which is also on Netflix. Okay. And I almost covered it before. Yeah. But um, is that one good? That one is good. Yeah. Um, Another Miss O. It definitely has. You can see her like trail of thoughts, kind of. Yeah, it's like a transition from this like sitcomy then to. My well, Mister. yeah, that too, but also from Miss O to, to my Mister, the, my Mister, and then she currently has another one called My Liberation Note, which is also on Netflix. So all of her stuff is on Netflix, and you can kind of see her transition from another Miss O and My Mister and to My Liberation Note. So she did My Liberation Note. Yeah. Oh, I watched that. Oh, you did? Yeah. That was great. <laughs> You're definitely watching more than her. No, that has a feel. 
right? That totally makes tell, sense. Right? Yeah. I, lo- I love the feel of that show. So, yeah, Miss O kind of starts to have... Miss O is like a good midpoint. It's like there's a romance, a little like... It's very deep, but mm-hmm. also like it lightens up right. at a certain point. And then like, yeah, you can definitely see her like transition into like her true color. Okay. Like I think this is really what she's her strength. But somehow she was doing a lot more sitcom and stuff. Right. I guess that's just like, you know, if that was your job back when you were starting. Sounds like know. maybe she's figured out her path. <laughs> right. So she gave up the I'm doing this for money and said, Okay, I might as well care about what I'm writing. Right? But she's so good and yeah, that's um, cool. Another writer that my I said my personal favorite. I think she and these two are definitely similar. Hmm. Um but yeah, um, I'm. I haven't watched my deliberation note. I'm, the reason I haven't watched it is because I want to find the time that I can actually kind of binge watch, or I can be yeah. free of stress and everything, so right. I can get some drinks and start watching it. That's why I haven't started watching <laughs> because I knew I'm gonna need a couple drinks when I watch it. So well, we can talk about that one if you want. That one was good too, but not as good as my Mister. I don't think I'll ever be able to get over the feeling of that, my Mister. I think a lot of people feel that way. And I don't think there will be anything that I ever watch that quite does what that show does to you. Yeah, it's really it's really difficult to pinpoint the feeling. It's, yeah, I don't know. You just have to watch it. But if you don't like the first episode, just keep pushing it. Um, yeah. Yeah, one, if, get one, two, and three. I, I guarantee if you get past two, you're in. I don't know if I did that justice for the show. Uh, I really want people to watch this. I feel like this should be like prereq for any human being to live their life. You have to watch this show to live your life, especially pre-30s, before you become 30 years old. Yeah. This is your prerequisition. It's like your, prerequisite. your bucket list. Maybe you should do a um, like some kind of a top five or top ten prereq. <laughs> <laughs> Like, these are the shows that you need to watch in order to get a better idea of what to expect from, like, Korean dramas. And these are, like, the best. This is why you watch. This is why you get it. I thought about that, but also, like... This would definitely be in there. Like, Missing would be in there. My tendency is, like, I'm not as artsy as my mom, but... Yeah. You know, I'm not as... I don't know. Like, I don't want it... I don't want to scare people, or I don't want to give a wrong impression that Korean shows are either boring or too deep or I don't know what well, I think just every once in a while a show or a movie or something comes along and it just they just get everything right you know like we talked about like this is like probably the most per- one of the most perfect shows like ever and you know we talk about this in the past what it takes to create a show right right all of the different things involved it's the writer, it's the director, it's the I mean, the, the casting, producer, too. It's the casting. Besides acting. You have to cast the right I mean, casting of- IU, holy crap, that was genius, right? Yeah. And then every other character, though, is equally impressive. Right. And the performances, they have to deliver. Right. They all deliver. Yeah. And then how it's shot, like the art, the craft of it, you know? Yeah. Like what you're, how you're blocking is, like what you're, what you're showing on camera. Right. And I think that's where you get the sense of the neighborhood of soul. Like I remember watching this the first time and I was like, after being into it for 
you know, like maybe five or six episodes, seven or eight episodes. I was like, I want to live there. <laughs> that was my thought. Like, oh, this is what it's like to live in Korea. You know, the re- this is a little side story, side funny story. Since I feel like we're talking to Dip. The reason I recognize the neighborhood is because yeah. when I used to live in Seoul, in Korea, um, that area didn't cross, like the, especially the train line and everything didn't cross to any of my neighborhood. Yeah. My parents' house. But one day, my friends and I got on the train that runs through that neighborhood. I don't know why. I don't know. I don't remember where we were going. But <laughs> I just remember we were crossing the track and there was like a, I don't know why, like you see a lot of guys in a military uniform in Korea because like yeah. a lot of men goes to serve in the military, right? So it's not, it's not like there's a national emergency or anything if you go right. to Korea and then you see like men in uniform. So there were like maybe five, ten guys in uniform and they're on the platform hmm. and because like the train runs on, on top of ground, right? It's an underground train. Yeah, it's not yeah. a subway. It's right it's not, on. Yeah. It's, like it's a, it's a train. subway, but it comes up and then go yeah. back down. So door opened, and I don't know why I did that. I waved at those soldiers. <laughs> 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 and all my friends like, kind of looked at me like, What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> but I mean, I knew they were like, I mean, they're not serious, like, Right. You know, the job life soldiers. Right. You they're can just, tell that they're young they're and they're on the vacation or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and they're probably all like out for a day or mili- vacation or something. And yeah. I don't know why I did that. Like the door opened <laughs> and they were just all kind of standing there on the platform, right? You're just like, Hello. I I waved at them. <laughs> all my friends were like so embarrassed at me. But I think they liked it. Yeah, I'm sure. They I'm sure all they like waved back at me and they're like, you know, shouted at me and. I don't know. It was How crazy old were you crazy. when you did that? I think I was like twenty. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> so that's how I remember that neighborhood. Um, so yeah, that, I I know specifically where that that's is. That's great. Yeah. Well, that that you would remember something like that. Yeah. Well, anyway, so I hope you know our our conversation sounded interesting and. Hopefully it inspires you to go to Netflix. Look up My Mister. My Mister. Watch that. Enjoy that. You will be very thankful that you have made the commitment, the decision, because it's just, it's an enriching, it enriches your life. It makes you feel, makes you feel so human and supported and hopeful. And it's just inspiring. And yeah, it's, it's just, it's why you watch. Mm-hmm. TV and movies. It's it's what you're searching for. I promise you. It's what you're looking for. If you're f- trying to figure out what to watch, this is the one that you need to watch. Do you want to sing Sandia as the closing song? Uh, it's been too long. It's been too long. I don't I don't even remember how it starts. But if I if I did hear like the first thing, I would remember. Or I can sing the Latvian folk song yeah, that's remade go. into Korean show. I learned that the lyrics is completely different. So the Korean uh, song just borrowed the melody. Right, and and Latvian made, song made is something... Lyrics. Yeah, it's, I guess the, their song is... Uh, the title is something like The Life That the life that Little Marinia Gave Me or something like mm, that. That's yeah, not that's their different. title. But the Korean song is called One Million Roses. Mm. And it like, has nothing to do with guys giving roses to girls. 
Well, thanks for doing this. It was good to talk about this again. You know what? It actually makes me want to watch it again. <laughs> you can go watch it now. I've seen it three times. Weekend night. It's a good night to watch something and fall asleep with that thought. Yeah. Oh my god, I can't sing this. This is this is one of the songs that I shouldn't even try. Oh my god. Good job. You did it. Now, as you uh, play your outro music, hopefully it's in the same key. <laughs> There'd be a nice overlap of clashing keys if it's not. 